Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Fine. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> the cocktail of the week this week is a cocktail that I just invented called the Key West Graveyard. Oh, it's good. It is uh, kind of a variation on a white Russian. So it has uh, Kahlua, one of my faves. Now, we are up in Maryland, so I made it with vodka, but you should properly make it with Key West legal rum, coffee rum. Then it can't be Russia, Russian. No, um, it should not be Russian. That's why we are calling it the Key West Graveyard. Oh, get, that's because it's. Oh, I'm, I'm told I was behind you, but now I've caught up to you a little bit. So Kahlua, coffee flavored rum, or just like vodka, if that's what you have. And then uh, a little scoop of coconut ice cream. Co- I used to Talenti coconut gelato. It's good. Could you like gently place that ball in Guac's mouth? Don't throw it. Just gently insert it into his mouth. Very gently taking the ball. No, <laughs> putting it back up here. He's like, you know what a great place to put my ball <laughs> is? Is on top of the podcast equipment. Oh, he would climb up and like put it in your mouth if he knew that's he's what you were excited. using to make the podcast. He just wants to be played with. And he's like a big, annoying toddler where he's yep. just like, this will annoy you into playing with me. Anyway, this this drink is called the Key West Graveyard because it's, it's delicious. like all dark right Kahlua is dark and the rum is dark and then it's got like a little ghost of ice cream in it yeah it's got coconut and it's even better uncharacteristically i'm letting it sit a little bit um it's even better when you let the the ice cream melt a little bit because the coconut flavor comes into the Kahlua it's It's also basically a shot i mean you couldn't drink it like a shot because there's a lump of ice cream in it but all it is is Kahlua and like the vodka or the rum that's it. It's not, as you said, it's not weak. It's good, but it tastes r- better and better if you wait a little bit, which is... Yeah, because ice cream dilutes the alcohol a bit. But it tastes like coconut more, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. what it does. It's not just diluting it like clear ice. Yes. This is real good. Also, Talenti coconut, I think it's called Caribbean coconut gelato, is freaking delicious. You can get it at the grocery store. Why is it called gelato? Are you asking me the difference between gelato and ice cream? I mean, I is it something different? It tastes like ice cream to me. It's got very creamy. It's very dairy. It doesn't seem like it's, you know, in it any way. It has to do different. with the churn process, but I it's, believe. It's not like sorbet or whatever no, no, the no. other stuff it's, is. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just like how you make it. Okay. Hops! Why are you making those sounds? She's like got a real desperate look on her face. Should we take her out? Yeah. This podcast is not off to an auspicious start. We have a smaller house here in Maryland than we do in, <laughs> in Florida, or at least smaller usable square footage on one floor. This house is uh, about 75% of the size of the house in Florida. It is quite a bit smaller, and it is spread over three floors. So the first floor here is about 400 square feet, and that is where we two humans and six dogs are living. <laughs> <laughs> so I have often exper- expressed my frustration. This might be for ramblings, but who cares? No, it doesn't matter this week. Fuck it. <laughs> That's me. That's usually my line. I often have said I would just like to go in a straight line from one point to the other point sometimes to like put a can down or mm-hmm. something. And you can't because there's three dogs in the way, one of whom invariably will get up while you're trying to step over him. And oh, yeah. Therefore trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's instant death. Adrenaline filled. Pr- it's like a a disney ride every time you walk around here 
Life is full of murder attempts. Oh, and here. a lot of corners with narrow door frames here to get back. The 400 square yeah. feet is not as usable as as it could be. No, no, no. I mean, it's 400 square feet like the footprint. This house was built in 1946. The stairs are in the middle. So it's basically like a square donut shape. Like yeah. the whole middle is the staircase. So there's like a kitchen and then you t go through a little door into the dining room and then you go through a little door into the living room and that goes back into the kitchen. It's got flow, but it does not have an open floor plan. Uh, no, no. It is a very closed floor plan. <laughs> and you can see on... Uh, on all the door frames there used to actually be doors between all of these rooms too so like the kitchen would be shut off and the kitchen is every room in this house is tiny pretty much like the kitchen ingo and i if there weren't any dogs would have trouble being in there together there are many walk-in closets that are twice the size of this kitchen today 100 percent, yes yeah yeah. I think in 1946, people must have been smaller. If I were an archaeologist, <laughs> I'd be like, maybe it was like the Pickwick people and they were, you know, actually only four foot eight and they were very comfortable in this house and they they were very narrow. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's fine. I like this house. It's very cozy, but it is uh, it is not built for two humans and six big dogs. It's the problem. We have a bunch of giant... If it were just the two of us, it'd be way easier. active dogs. Yeah, yeah. Or if they just, you know, didn't move around as much and be as annoying. We did not trip over the OG squad as much as we trip over these dogs. No, because they were... Good dogs, <laughs> unlike these dogs. <laughs> they, stayed, they tended to stay in place. Newton's first law or something. Oh these guys God. do move on their own. We do not tend to stay in, in red rest. <laughs> All right. So also we replaced the front door here uh, because this house is very dark. It does not have good lighting. And during the day, like the house is made out of bricks, which is great. <laughs> no wolf is going to huff and puff it down. Um, but it's it's dark. And so we replaced the front door here just recently, like in the last six months, probably with a glass like stained glass front door that i designed and i love it and it's beautiful and it makes so much of a difference in terms of the light in the living room it's real nice and it's got privacy glass so people walking by can't just see in but you can kind of see movement on the other side and vink his freaking like every roughly 10 minutes barks at some vague movement that she sees out there and then all the other dogs join in and start barking because a car will drive by and the light <laughs> will refract through the the door and she's just like this is so exciting guys 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 guys, guys. alert alert Ugh, it's it's tiresome it has not been a restful few days no she's still here. a little wound up from the drive too all right so our agenda today i know this is not the agenda podcast but we do have an agenda and Ooh, i love the agenda corner oh no wait wait <laughs> we're going to talk about the drive we're going to talk about nacho sea fry don't throw that ball again because our podcast equipment is going to get disconnected by the guacamole got it he very much is pushing the ball into the podcast equipment and we have to ignore him uh so we have to <laughs> right, things okay. are a little hard you guys so we have to talk about the drive we have to talk about nacho fry at camp and then nacho's return from camp yes and then future plans nacho rehab camp. <laughs> nacho re nacho <laughs> incarceration uh but first it's time for administrative corner oh uh, which i love and have been waiting for for so long we have a new appliance in the household here <laughs> oh and then you're gonna just let me talk about that but okay you're gonna introduce I, me. I mean i'm just gonna say like i got ingo a present and uh, I ordered it last week, but I had it shipped here so it would be here. And it arrived yesterday and I bought a new appliance for the kitchen 
for you, Ingo, because I love you. I know you do because you hate clutter and you don't need another what turns out to be a big ass machine. I do not have kitchen gadgets at all. Like the air fryer was a big step. Yeah, popcorn maker. <laughs> it's very small. It's it's small and I like throw a lot of kitchen gadgets out because I'm like, I use it twice a year. It is not worth it because this house also has 1946 closets, which means there is no space to store anything. No, as a sign of your love, you got me a Brotschneider machine. I bought a Brotschneider machine. Shiny, stainless steel, it's industrial looking, super efficient bread slicing machine. How do you like it? It's awesome. Did you use it on your bread that arrived today? No, because I still have to bake that. Oh, yeah. One thing at a time. I used it mm. on the French bread. The yeah, little baguette? I don't care about the French bread. I made little baguette slices. Baguettes? I made some other slices. Yeah, it's very slicey. <laughs> it's very good. It's a, <laughs> it has a little tray for the bread. It, lets it won't you, hurt like, my feelings if you're like, this the, is not as good as the German ones, and I no, don't No, like no. I, I like it. Uh, there are there uh, the people on Amazon, they have the ones that are hand cranked. That's kind of a pain, and that... And that you don't have a lot of the advantages, which is you just have to push a button and the thing slices without crunching up the bread, without like smooshing it yep. like a knife would, like some kind of barbarian would a knife would be like smooshing the bread down. Like a barbarian who doesn't know how to use a serrated knife would do. Yes. Yes. A barbarian, <laughs> an impatient barbarian who doesn't letting the knife do the work. Yes. This is good. This is very fun. Who <laughs> just takes the knife and like pushes down on the loaf. And, and of course you can down. use it for everything else too. If we ever have like cheese again, like a big block of cheese, That'd we could cool. slice cheese or we could, we don't really have meat, but we could slice, you know, anything else with it. Fruits? Yeah. Play some fruits? Put a pineapple in there and slice the pineapple. Oh, chunk, 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 chunk. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Slice all sorts of stuff. <laughs> slice an apple. <laughs> I got to say, it's interesting. Like, I have a mandolin, um, which I use quite a bit. Yeah. To make, uh, especially to make, I mean, I've made like homemade potato chips. I make tortilla de patatas all the time, and I use the mandolin for that. And I've cut off part of my finger with the mandolin before. It's terrifying. Hey, part of my knuckle. Uh, <laughs> I still have a big scar there. And it, it was one of those things where it's like, wow, this really isn't going to stop bleeding. Am I going to have to go to the hospital? And I kind of put a little tourniquet on it and eventually stopped. But I, I cut a significant portion of my body off with the mandolin <laughs> before I invested in the chainmail gloves, which yes. everyone should have if you have a mandolin. And uh, you hate the mandolin because it scares you. Yes understandably so it is a it, it is you know it's not a machine it is just a a fancy knife <laughs> basically yeah um you know there's no moving parts to it you just slide stuff against it and it gets sliced but it would be very easy to cut a finger off in the Brotschneider machina no not the way it's set up it's very self-supported and then it actually <laughs> has giving a, me the sheepish look the piece of bread gets small there actually has a plastic little slider pusher that you don't even have to touch the bread yeah there's a slider pusher like that for a mandolin too but people lose digits all the time in the mandolin well i am not aware of any <laughs> german ever slicing themselves on a brotschneider machine it's i don't know it's not as i don't know i don't know it's, it's fine it's just i'm used to it more and you're doing thick slices of bread it's different than you know slicing razor thin why uh, like what's it called Razor thin? Razor thin is a thing. Razor thin slices of potato or, or whatever you do I with the mandolin. I was doing eggplant. 
they're the trying mandolin, to make an but it's really function. thin slices with the mandolin and it just seems like you're just always close to that blade here you have like thick pieces of bread in between you and the blade <laughs> to protect anyway i love you i hope you like it it's fun i already found a place to hide it when it's yeah, not being used i went in the kitchen and i was like well i don't see the brotschneider machine and that's a win yeah, yeah i found a place in the pantry good job yeah um all right so Nacho C. Fry went to camp last week mm-hmm. and he was working with Michael, the trainer, and uh, he did a pretty good job. He's got a very good down now. He's sort of got dehumped a little bit. He It's interesting because like he would occasionally try to hump a dog in the house, but it was not a problem for us. Like we'd see him kind of inching towards Vink, especially. And then we'd just be like, Nacho, knock it off. And then he would. So humping was not on our list of problems, Yeah. but Nacho got to camp and was just like humping all the other dogs. I think he was anxious, right? It's for an sure. anxiety behavior. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that got better. And what Michael really did was, was get him to a point where we could start working on other stuff, right? He kind of got a base of like get him to pay attention get him to look up when we call (laughs) and and like so michael brought him back to us yesterday so he's he spent about 10 days at camp nine or 10 days at camp and michael brought him to our house and in the backyard and like you and michael had a really good session of like here's how you train nacho to not try to grab the ball out of your hand yeah have him down i mean the down stay is a big thing that that nacho can do and is important so he doesn't lunge all the time and it's like so all right like get him in the down and then like try to move the ball and if he lunges for the ball put him back in the down and like try to lower it down and try to pick it back up so it's you know it's like exercises we're gonna have to do he's not done (laughs) with his training right but he's got now kind of a foundation that we can use to train him with new things yeah which is is really great um so so michael shows up and he brings nacho into the back and i think like vink was out hops was out there or something hops was definitely lying out there in the sun in Mm -hmm. the sun and i was so we're just all in the backyard and i was like um you know guac and remy were both inside barking and michael (laughs) has trained both of them yeah and i was like do you want me to let them out or do you want to do stuff out here because like brody and vink and hops are just gonna lay around like they don't care at all (laughs) Uh, guac and remy are gonna be all up in everybody's business and he's like oh yeah let them out so I open the door. I let him out. They run out. Nacho's like all wound up and Nacho runs into Remy and Remy immediately attacks Nacho. And like not a play fight. Embroiled. Yeah. Uh, Remy like chomps down on Nacho's face. They're they're both like Godzilla style up on their hind legs. I think each has like the other side, the other one's cheek in their in their mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. But no, uh, no blood. No, no, but it was not good. No. And uh, I just know, I don't even know who did what. I just know at the end of it, Michael was holding Remy. Yeah, he pulled, he and I pulled Remy off and you had Nacho. And I guess I had Nacho. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's just holding Remy up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, so yeah, this has happened a couple times. <laughs> and he's like, geez. He's and like, like, wow. I know. Wow, he just and, went at it. <laughs> you know, we sort of talked about this is... Like Nacho has done a couple things that has started this, but he didn't really on Wednesday. He just kind of ran into Remy and Remy, I think, was startled and felt attacked and snapped. And Nacho doesn't really back off from that like the other dogs would freak out. But Remy engages and and has always been like that. He, you know, it doesn't happen very often. 
Uh, I mean, no, four I, or five I times theories, maybe. Right? I mean, it's. I think being blind makes him that much more insecure, mm-hmm. which means he he's going to be more aggressive to defend himself. Yeah. Like wiener dogs are really aggressive because they got no room for error. <laughs> you know, they can't allow the other dog to get the first bite. They have to be quicker. So uh, when we got Remy like, a you know, a little over a year ago and he was just obsessively humping Brody, we were kind of waiting for Brody to correct him because we're like, that will sort of solve the problem. And Brody did eventually. And, and there was a fight there too because yeah. um, Remy was just like fuck you no <laughs> <laughs> you want to fight you want to go <laughs> and Brody was like get the fuck off of me um, and and I guess it's happened once or twice with Nacho so it's not a real problem with Remy usually he plays just fine but if he feels like he's being attacked he dire- he engages and he's startled mm-hmm. he just has no time to adjust yeah, yeah. Um, so so I was like, okay, Nacho's home, and <laughs> now we got this stuff going on. So Michael was probably here for like an hour and a half, and we did some exercises, and we talked about all the dogs and everything, and it was great. It was really useful, and uh, Michael's going on vacation, so that's that's part of why Nacho is back with us and why Ingo drove him up here, like why we didn't just have him at camp while we were here. Um, and I, I texted Michael yesterday, last night, you know, he dropped Nacho off in the afternoon. I texted him at night. And I was like, so you're getting back from your vacation next week and we're not leaving until the week after. So what do you think about having some more time with Remy now that you've seen this? And he's like, oh, yeah, like that dude was crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was immediately Michael reacting because because he downplays a lot of behaviors that we described or that our dogs have as saying, well, oh, that's just this. And, you know, it's because he's high strong and it's because he's. He's in this situation and he kind of understands a lot of it. But there, after the, the incident, he was like, wow, <laughs> Remy really just goes for it. Huh? He was just waiting for a fight. He just he just didn't back down at all. He was like really kind of excited about it in a weird way. He was yeah. like, boy, he just he was just like, you want to go? I'll go. We'll go. <laughs> Part of why Michael is a good trainer. And uh, he sends us tons of videos like while he's doing the training. Like we we try to work with any of the dogs like let's say nacho but it's not just him any of the dogs guac when we first got him and it's like you tell him to do the thing you tell him to come he knows how to come he's paying attention he looks you in the eyes and he's like i will not what did the vet say about guac while we're at this what did he say she said he's just stubborn stubborn oh yeah well we will tell that i'll tell that a separate story uh but yeah i mean this this was the problem with guac that made me cry when we got him he'd look at me and he'd be like, I hear I hear you. I understand what you want. The answer is no. Hops did this when she was a, oh, when a, she puppy, was a puppy. When she was going into her like adolescent obstinate phase. She would look at you and then wander away. Oh, like run away. Run away. This is like a horrible. fun game. Yeah. And uh and and we get frustrated when it's like you know what I want and you are choosing not to do it. And Michael does not get frustrated. He like it doesn't matter what he's dealing with with the dogs. He's just like, all right, well, it's just all value neutral. Right. Well, the dog didn't come. So here's what we're going to do to communicate to the dog that they need. to come. He's so matter of fact and and patient and calm about it. It is it's never a a macho thing with the dogs. It's never him asserting dominance. He's Mm -mm. just like, oh, I see the dog didn't didn't do it. So there's no reward. So we'll just do it again until he they get it yeah 
and he and he is he's he's just amazing and there's 18 dogs barking and there's three dogs running around the obstacle course and he's just so calm and patient in this stuff it's really it's it's remarkable yeah it's, it's really amazing um which is great right because then you go when i'm when i was texting with him like listen remy also barks all the time and it makes me crazy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's kind of high strung. I'm like, could you please work on that? <laughs> please get him to stop barking all the time. Uh, and Guac was doing it too. Nacho had a ball yesterday when when Michael was over here. And Guac was doing his favorite game, which is stand over Nacho and bark at him while Nacho chomps the ball. <laughs> and Michael's just like, yeah, well, he wants, he, you know, wants somebody I, to pay attention to I think to Michael him. can tune it out. which is He can. Yeah. It's like you and babies. Yep. We go out to dinner and like if there's a baby crying somewhere, like I'm my I'm physically recoiling and you don't you literally don't even I, hear it. I I have a very strong somebody else's problem filter where yeah. it's just like I, I it is not my responsibility to fix <laughs> this. I didn't cause the problem, so I don't really have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um so anyway, that was that. The training was good. We got a lot of stuff to work on. And Remy and Nacho are fine like they're totally don't, fine don't worry about this it was like a brief spat when they were both not thinking things through and they've been wagging at each other since and i yeah, think playing fine. a little bit you know nacho's a little hesitant now around remy that's um, great but also i think because when when remy had his cone you know nacho was not to play with remy yeah and so i think nacho still hasn't gotten used to the idea that remy can play again yep um so then nacho would camp he did a good job yeah um so while nacho was enjoying camp we road tripped up here <laughs> uh we drove the entire 21 hours in one day Ugh. which we are not going to do on the on the way back it is doable i was gonna say while it is possible it is not recommendable we've done it a couple times um yeah. and uh, when we got here like we got we drove all day tuesday we got in at like three in the morning and on uh on Wednesday, I was like, so I think I'm going to find a place like six or seven hours away to stay overnight. <laughs> like, so we could kind of leave in the, because we left at 5.55. Yeah. We had the RV loaded in the morning and we got in at three in the morning. And I was like, um, you know, we can leave in the afternoon and drive like seven hours, like all get out and sleep somewhere and like be able to stretch and and just rest and then, you know, drive the other 12 or 13 yeah, hours. Yeah, like a normal long day. Yeah. driving because uh, it does i keep forgetting or blocking out how much it wrecks the next day for me yeah i mean yes i'm here we got here and i woke up here great but i was kind of useless on wednesday it was oh, just yeah. like i'm i was just like i am still banged up from that from that drive because it's a you know this is a very loud rv i don't know mm -hmm. if they're all like this but most RVs are, are better at sitting than at driving. They're made, <laughs> they're made as, as little, you know, campsites, not as vehicles. Yeah. This thing is as loud as the, the plane that we took flying lessons in. I mean, you need you need earphones to really communicate well during a, a, a drive. Oh, yeah. We can't talk to each other. In fact, I was, uh, when you were driving at one point, I had my AirPods because um, I had to listen to a podcast that I'm using in one of my classes and uh i so i put the airpods in and airpods have a noise canceling mode. yes and and so i put them in and i only use that like when i'm on a plane and so they defaulted into noise canceling mode and i was like oh fuck this is so much better <laughs> so i when i was like driving i just had them in i wasn't oh, even listening to you anything. were canceling yeah. i just had and it's not 
perfect but it's much better that's what i'm gonna do too we can both have airpods and we yeah. just need microphones and then we're gold and it's like being in a plane with a little intercom <laughs> um and it's just physically uncomfortable yeah like even you know i spent most of the time when you were driving in the bed which is much more comfortable sure yeah um, that's a bed i took some naps and it's just i i get really motion sick you know i like i don't throw up in a car but i feel crappy and for some reason, like laying down, I feel much less crappy Good. than if I'm sitting up. Um, but yeah, like it's a physically uncomfortable experience. Um, we did this time, you know, all the dogs kind of except Guac get various levels of stress about the drive. Yeah. And, and physical discomfort. For sure. So we gave everybody Trazodone before this trip. Uh, Remy and CB are already on it. I mean, we didn't give it to Guac because he's fine. Remy and CB were already on it, but we gave it to Vink and Hops, and it made a huge difference in terms of them just being more relaxed. They weren't dopey. They were just, like, more calm. More sleepy instead of kind of looking around panting the whole time, which is their yep. way of showing anxiety, yeah, really. Yeah, they and were just like, okay. Yeah, I mean, Hops says it in the car, too, right? Yeah. She's just She's just not great in the car, which is why I never take her up and down or Vink. You know, even though physically they're fine, but sh- but both of them are kind of like they get a little drooly and they're they're panting a lot and they just yep. are a little bit more. They don't like it yep. for whatever reason, right? But yep. but yeah, it was better with the trazodone. But yeah. even so, I mean, Hop certainly is still recovering from the drive <laughs> from just being, you know, a little bit unsteady the whole time and bangy and getting swaying and it. I think it really stresses her. It's a thing that that we've noticed on a lot of these trips is that our more fragile dogs so that was hops and brody this time but especially when we had saint patrick yeah um their problems it's like they age a few years like jago too yeah yeah we never took took him him. yeah um but like saint patrick he couldn't really stand up or get out of the car at times he i mean he tried to bite me a couple times on these trips because you, you know his legs didn't really work anyway and then just like even though he just laid down or i mean he tried to stand and do all this stuff but it just would do it and brody was having a very hard time getting up at the end of that even though he laid down and was relaxed the whole time hops was sore like it's just yeah and I, look, i've laid down on the floor where brody spends all his time right like petting him and it's like every bump in the road is a bang yeah you know and every you know every wind gust is a big sway where he's bracing himself it's it's a lot of work yeah so you know we're gonna be up here for a few weeks and i was saying when we were doing the drive i'm like i don't know that we should do this trip again with brody and hops like it you know it depends how long they they both have left in their lives but if we don't do this trip for another 18 months um you know I mean, Brody would be almost 14 <laughs> at that point and Hops would be well past our expiration date. It'd be great if they're still with us, but like we could avoid this Yeah. and and it's really hard on them. So we've got to do it to go back, but I don't know that we'll be taking this this variation of the squad. I feel bad, just like I always felt so bad for St. Patrick being in there. Like it was just so hard on him. 
Yeah, Remy handles it surprisingly well, but then he was in the passenger seat half the time. He did a good job. That's because he was co-pilot half the time. Yep. <laughs> he would just jump on the seat and look around. He was very affectionate. Guac was great, though. Oh. We had it. We gave him a blow high, and he got there's a queen size bed in the back, and he basically was just in the queen size bed hugging his blow high the whole time. We'd take we'd trade off in there, and he'd like rest his head on us, like spoon with us, and just like. He's like, I got my blow high. I got this bed all to myself. This is great. Yeah, it's going to be a rude awakening when Nacho's in there chomping on the other end of the blow high with him. We're still trying to figure out exactly how to manage Nacho yeah, <laughs> in there. We may, we may have to like gate off part of the RV for to zone them in different zones. Maybe. So we have a travel crate. Here's an idea that I just thought of. Maybe the travel crate will fit in the shower. Uh, here's another idea. Maybe it fits above the driver's seat. I thought about that, too. I don't know if it's tall enough. I don't know. We're well, going to find a space for him, though. <laughs> we'll put him in a crate. I mean, he might be fine, right? He just lays in the hammock and sleeps well in a car. Yeah, But true. if he's problematic, um, we, we're definitely going to have a solution set up so he can God, be I isolated. Mean, I just remember the early days of Guac where he would yeah. he would put the Kong in his mouth, hang, let it hang off the side of a... He would lie on the side, so his head was off the side of the bench. Yeah. And he would drop the Kong on St. Patrick. Yeah. And then he'd jump down and be like, I need that Kong. Uh, and Patrick was like, what just happened? And I don't like it. Yeah. No, he was a real, Guac was a real dick about that. Guac's much better now. Yeah. Um, oh, Guac was just a perfect angel. Like, he, he's real. He's just got Absolutely great. Made such big strides. You don't really notice it while it's happening. But, but looking back, he's yeah. just so reliably, reliable now. Yeah. Solid. He's yeah. a great dog. So, uh, so yeah, so we made it, um, we're going to be up here in Maryland for three weeks. Um, Ingo and I are going to Chicago this weekend to run the marathon. And so, uh, GR dog sitter will be here at the house with them, except we're going to give Remy a little spa weekend. So he's going to, he's not doing training with Michael. He's just, but he's going to the same place where we boarded Nacho. Um, just cause the household is a lot. It's a lot right now. <laughs> all of these dogs and uh and we think he might just be a little more relaxed if he gets a little yeah. he's got like he's got a luxury suite this luxury suite costs more than like hu a lot of human hotel rooms yeah he's gonna get private swimming both I'm days i'm a little disappointed they don't have a tv i think they should have tvs in their luxury oh, suites yeah. tvs are cheap i bet we could request one put a dog tv on there dog tv on all the time or animal planet uh, he'll have play camp time. <laughs> he gets like a a bath, like a spa bath on Monday. <laughs> we're li we're like flying out Saturday. We'll be back Monday, so it's kind of one full day. He's gonna be there. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll get a little more attention. And um, you know, Gr Dogsitter is totally capable of taking care of everybody. But I was just like, Ingo, I am overwhelmed, and you are overwhelmed right now with everything. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean it. She doesn't need every time Nacho and Guac play, Remy stands there and barks at oh them. Oh my god! Just barks and barks and barks he and does. barks. And you know, we just don't need to inflict that on anyone else. This is like cleaning before the cleaner shows up. This yep. is just like we got it. Like <laughs> we can make it a little easier. Make it a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we found out. So Ingo took Remy a couple months ago to get his vaccines updated, and that's when they found his lymphoma, and so they didn't give him his vaccinations because they're like, well, we got to do all these tests and stuff. And you know, if he's going to die in a month, like there's no reason for you to give him yeah, the vaccines. Right. And so, uh, when we booked him at the resort, it was like, um, 
you know, he needs an updated Bordetella. And I was like, okay, like, I don't remember, like, we've had him back to the vet a few times, but I don't remember if we ever got the shots. And the answer was we did not. And finding a vet, especially here, like a vet that'll just get you in to give vaccines is very, very hard. Our regular vet was like, oh, no, we got something in two weeks. And I was like, not helpful. Yeah, not helpful. Um. And so I literally like went to Google Maps and searched for vets and like there was an ad like the the sponsored result on the maps and I called them and I was like I need I need to get this dog a vaccine <laughs> to board and they're like oh we got an appointment today so you took him in yeah took him in to this new place and and he got his bordadella shot no, bordadella bordadella one is a sausage one's a vaccine mozzarella shot <laughs> and uh, and he did great everyone there loved him. But they, they kind of treated him like a full-on new patient. Yeah. They were like, well, how, what does he eat? And how's his weight? And, with, you know, and then they gave him like a, a little bit of an examination. And like, you know, um, you should keep his ears clean because he's prone to ear infection because he's a golden retriever. Those ears, you know, they flap over. I'm like, <laughs> wow. This is, this is, you know, golden retriever one-on-one. We're, we're already in the 400s, you know, we don't need, <laughs> we have a PhD we're in the in 600s. Golden yeah. We don't need, we don't need 100s. And I, I was just thinking, this is mean, right? But I was just like, I'm not, he's never coming back here. <laughs> you guys, we, we, I will not go. We don't, we have so many vets that we regularly go to up here too. Yeah. We don't need to go. We will never go to this vet again. Yeah. But I didn't want to tell him that. <laughs> Just give us the freaking shots. Shot. Remember when I brought Voodoo to like the Petco in Richmond, yeah. and it was like that. They didn't try to like keep him as a patient. They're that not was like great. Um, does he have any other problems? His leg looks a little wonky. <laughs> no, they were just like, here's the shot. Enjoy, sixty bucks. Thank you. Petco vaccination clinic is great, but it's kind of only like on Sundays or you know one day a week at yeah. a lot of these places. I looked and I could. There was nowhere it's that like I a could pop find. Up pop-up clinic in the, yeah. at, the vet, at the petco yeah um but other than that everybody's doing fine the you know the maryland house has the advantage that the door to the backyard in the kitchen um we've got like a little split screen so they can just push in and out and we can leave it open yeah. and there's like the ramp out into the backyard so hops and, and brody especially no ocean to escape through they can't escape it is fully fenced and hops and brody i think always want to go outside and we're like, we can't just like leave you guys out there. One, it's like 100 degrees and, yeah. you know, we can't see you in here. Like we just look out the window and they're so happy. They're just going out there, laying oh, yeah. in the grass. Re- uh, Remy did it too, except he started barking at everything. He just barks at nothing. And well, he hears something. He hears like a bird fly There's over. There's like a school down the road. Oh my God. <laughs> and he heard the kids out for recess <laughs> and he was like, whoa. <laughs> and then Bank little like tornado siren comes in like whirling around oh my god yeah uh but it's good i mean they're all all of the dogs are very comfortable here um they're they're enjoying the yard and they've settled in now yesterday it was still much more nacho let's let's say it honestly (laughs) nacho was still roaming around because he doesn't know the house at all he's never been here so nacho got home and uh i took him for a little walk and then after dinner, I was like, okay, it's time for walks. I walk every dog individually so they get some time. So I walked Nacho and our <laughs> kind of normal r- walk route here is about a mile and a quarter. So down, I walked down Nacho. the hill and up the hill. Yep. Yeah. Walked him, brought him back, took his leash off. And then I was like, okay, who's next? And Nacho's like, am I next? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so we've been home for 15 seconds, classic. Nacho. He's like, I don't remember. <laughs> so I walked, I don't I think walk and I walked Remy. Maybe I walked Vink. And Nacho's like, is it my turn now? 
And I was like, okay. So I went and I often end up taking Nacho for two walks at night because he forgets that he had his first walk. He's so excited for the for next for every walk. It's equal excitement. Yeah. So I took him out around again. I took him into the woods and then I called Ingo and I was like, Ingo, I'm walking past the house because he's still going and we're just going to keep walking until he's tired. So I walked for like two and a half hours last oh, yeah. night. You went seven like miles. Seven miles. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, if he's this wound up now, it's just going to be all boxed up in the house. I may as well just walk around with him, listen to podcasts. It worked really well. I mean, he slept through. He slept almost great. slept through the night. Yeah. And uh, I guess I did two walks with him today, but he he tired out on the second walk. Like when he starts to get tired, he kind of looks at me. He's like, am I doing good? And I was like, you are. And we will go home now. <laughs> uh, and then he was snoozing. So, yeah, he's much more relaxed now. He kind of is more comfortable here. Yeah. But yeah, so everybody likes it up here. Great. There are definite benefits to being up here. Mm -hmm. um, for one thing, I think it's nice that it's a little cooler too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not drenched in sweat every time I go and take the trash out. To be fair though, the we kind of switched from uh, summer to winter in the Keys when the hurricane came through. True. Where like the heat index had been every day 105 to 108 um, up until the hurricane came. And then it, it's like... The heat index is like 87 like it, it it almost felt chilly at night yeah and it's like like that every day now like it just is that that kind of switch and it's it's right about the time for that to happen um and and then we leave as soon as the weather has <laughs> kind of broken into you know the cooler phase of things um but it's fine it's gonna be lovely there for for the rest of the time we're yeah, down there it's not gonna turn off once we get back yeah um so yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I am always sad when I'm not in the Keys, but I'm in a kind of five-week stretch of just stuff I have to be here for on campus or, or other trips that I have to take. And uh, I'm glad that we're all here together for a few weeks. So I'm not just like alone in this house and you're managing all these crazy dogs by yourself. Yeah, I mean, this, it's nice. It's, yeah. wor it's worth one or two days of discomfort driving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind being alone in this house, but like if I were just like, okay, well I'm leaving and I'll see you guys in the middle of November, you know, it would be sad. Yeah. You should, you should have, you should bring a dog if you want to do that. Yeah, except I hate doing the drive. Yeah. Once again, we need a golden retriever Corgi mix that will fit under the seat in front of me <laughs> to be my travel pal. A Corgi disguised as the golden retriever. Yep. Yep. Some, some snuggly little dog. Um, we still have the service vests for these dogs. We could just p take them on the plane and be like, <laughs> Meg, your service dog, Meg. I have six service dogs. I have serious problems. I have so many problems. Ma'am, I got, you know, and then three of them are service dogs to some of the other dogs. I mean, it's a real cascade of service. I mean, we Remy need a, needs a seeing eye dog. We need a lot of service. Well, that would be great. <laughs> that used to be Voods. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos. That's why Remy had bruises everywhere. Voods <laughs> was not a very good guy. Vink, you would be great as my service dog. I don't really need service, but you'd be good. You look cute in that vest. Yeah. You and look, you uh, look enthusiastic. You have no idea what you're doing, but that's that's fine. Nobody really evaluates that. Mm -hmm. That's the that's your strength. That's your superpower. That'd be fun to just fly her around <laughs> with me. Vink. Uh, all right. So, oh, I, I will say the, the negative to being here is that there's stairs inside the house here. Steep, pretty steep stairs. Yeah. And so Hops last night was like, guys, I, the first night Hops and Brody slept downstairs because I was like, there's no way they're coming. They're so exhausted. They can't get up the stairs. Brody can't climb stairs kind of either way anymore. He can sort of go down, but he doesn't like it and he can't go up. 
And so they all, they slept downstairs. Last night, Hobbs was like, guys, I'm coming up. I always sleep up there. And I'm like, all right. Like she can, you know, she yeah. doesn't have to use her front leg a lot to go up. Yeah. So she was okay coming up. And then right around, like it was like 155 because I, I got stand hours on my Apple watch <laughs> at one and two. So I was up kind of at this, the, the hours crossing. Uh, she's like, uh, Jen, I need to go out. And I'm like, all right. And so I like stumble out of bed and I'm like, I got to carry her heavy ass down the stairs. You are heavy. Hops. She has, she's gained a lot of weight. We're working on it. Um, so I'm kind of like leaning on the wall for like more support and carry her down. And, uh, and she goes out. I mean, she clearly had to do her business and then she's like, I'm coming back up again. And I was like, all right. So she kind of comes back up and then at like four fifty this morning, she's like, hi guys, I need to go out again. Which, you know, I think you, you're giving her different wet food and that'll cause diarrhea. And she's got like such a sensitive system, right? We, we gave her the methocarbamol. What yeah, maybe it? that. The yeah. muscle relaxant. Who knows? But so she was having a tough night and I was like, I can't carry her down. So I I was like, Ingo, I'm so sorry you to wake you up. You never do this. Yeah. No, I mean, we always like whoever wakes up with whatever dog, like we take the turn and we're both happy to take a turn for the other person mm -hmm. like we, tr we try not to wake the other person no really we're we pleased do. it's like okay i woke up i'm gonna do it so then at least you know ingo can sleep or you're like at least jen can sleep yep. and i was like i can't carry her down again like like i hurt myself if i carry her too much can you please get up and take her down and then i think i think you were up then maybe that was the one at 3 30 where i saw like the police lights down the street it was it was definitely 4 51 oh really? I, I looked at my at the at my uh the time on my phone because oh, I was I like maybe I can just get up just and come like, back to bed from mm. taking someone else down she's heavy though sorry Hops, so you're heavy. you're a chonk the vet when we had her in I think when she hurt her leg the vet was like uh you know she weighs 80 pounds and I was like I know <laughs> and I'm like but she doesn't do anything and like she's hungry but we've cut back on her food so hopefully she's losing a little bit of weight yeah she's I mean look it's it's, it's got to be balanced she's my girl I know but she will be your girl for longer if she absolutely. weighs less. I mean, she's also never present when snacks are given out to the more active dogs. That's so, true, you know, actually. She does give <laughs> fewer snacks. Because she's lying up somewhere and sleeping. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so yeah, that's dog updates. I think. Anything I missed? No, I think that's that's it. That's enough. Mm -hmm. That's enough. <laughs> uh, for Taste of the Keys this week, Fantasy Fest is coming up, you guys. <laughs> But isn't it more family friendly now? Isn't it more you family know, fun? I was I was reviewing the Fantasy Fest schedule and uh there there is one family friendly event, which there usually always is. There's, there's been a bit the, I, the reason I'm I'm sort of gently poking fun at this is there's been a lot of news articles about city commission plans to make Fantasy Fest safer for families or more wholesome or you know, we're we aim to attract a wider audience i mean there's been weird press coverage that, that made it sound like they're you know they're um yeah for those of you who have yeah. not listened to Def our previous defanging it our previous fantasy fest episodes or don't know what it is fantasy fest is like mardi gras crossed with halloween in key west and naked yeah i believe last year i told people not to google fantasy fest penis there was a reason that we googled that and i had safe search off 
in man mm. are there a lot of pictures you guys <laughs> uh so fantasy fest takes place the week before halloween this year it's october 21st through the 30th and there's lots of parties aka orgies honestly we the, think we haven't been to any we of have not this gone to them but they do have a all right naked parties that we are yeah we're kind of there's there's described and we're kind of reading between the lines and then we've seen all these pictures there's clearly stuff going on guys there's there's pictures of people holding other people's penises <laughs> which i i feel like is they're just being nice they're having <laughs> erect erect penises oh, it doesn't need the support then all right let's look at the schedule here and uh, we read this last year but i mean i think it's just worth looking at i mean there are shows there's like art shows and there's cabarets and um you know like pub Drag crawls. queen shows it's not all orgies uh <laughs> we went to like a very fun That's party true. at the island farm that last was just year. a costume party just, yeah just costumes nobody was remotely no, was naked like live music and drinks goat wandering around yeah but that was farm goat. unrelated and wholesome the whole thing was extremely wholesome the goat was just because it was a farm. It was a farm. It was just a goat who <laughs> lived on the farm. You don't want anyone to get weird ideas. No, 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 no. This was fine. Yeah. Dogs were there. We pet dogs. Yep. Uh, there's parades and stuff, but there's a zombie bike ride, which I think we're going to do this year. Is it, uh, is it naked though? It's not. I mean, uh, honestly, there probably will be some naked zombies in it, but you don't have to be naked. It starts at like two in the afternoon, so you'd get a bad sunburn oh, yeah. anyway. Biomechanically, I would not like to ride a bike naked. The saddles are not made for this. <laughs> um, there's a 5K this year where you're supposed to dress up like a superhero. I don't think anybody does that naked. N no, because there aren't a lot of naked superheroes. Okay, but like on Monday... There's Kinky Carnival, for example. Key West original Fantasy Fest kink party in its 25th year. Tickets include three-hour open bar from 8 to 11, but the party goes till 1. Interactive BDSM stations, fetish rooms, bondage, and more. Did you say interactive? Interactive BDSM stations. Boy, that's not... That doesn't... That sounds adventurous. <laughs> Tops or bottoms underwear party. That this is men only, so I'm not allowed to go. Adventurous. Oh, so like t-shirts or, or boxers, tops or bottoms? It's just an underwear party. T-shirts. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't been. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, N nor have I. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, there, yeah. There's par Captain Tony's party in plaid. That sounds nice. Captain Tony's is a bar. Yeah. It was the original Sloppy Joe's. Uh, we haven't been there since COVID, but it's a place where we would go and get arbitrarily priced drinks. Yeah, it's like a dive bar. Kind of dive bar. There's a tree that grows through the middle of it. And I was like, oh, that could be fun. Like We're plaid. Yeah, it's like a 90s grunge thing, right? So the, the line here is experience a party that caters to all exotic lifestyles and fantasies, which is your first very large red flag. Of this being a, a 90s grunge party or it not. It is not a 90s grunge party, yes. Whether you wear your naughty or nice plaid to attract old friends or stimulate the new, this party is for you. Everyone is invited to this party for the ages that only the legendary Captain Tony's can host. Great music and drinks, plaid costumes, exotic people. And plaid has a whole different meaning than I know of then. It, I mean, it is the pattern. No, this yes like you have to come in plaid to this party um but a lot of it is like a little plaid flap over the important bits mm -hmm. that people 
very quickly push out of the way to access the important bits in the bar. <sighs> would you like to see this? Here, here's just one example of a picture. This, this couple, would you say they're 65? Yeah. The lady's in like a little kind of school girl. He's wearing like a kilt. Skirt. He's got like a kimono on. Her skirt is plaid. He looks per- just completely covered up compared to her. Yeah. And she's she's in like a little like a schoolgirl jumper, like it's a little plaid skirt, and then it's got like the the parts that go up over the shoulders. Kind of, kind of apron-y looking, actually. She doesn't have anything else on under it, and um, he's got his hands like full on the bits on in yeah, this photo. It's very grabby, gropey. Just just got them all up in there. It's a little gropey. She looks consenting. She doesn't look startled. Oh no no, she's she's into it. She's got her, her arm around him. Yeah. This is the picture they're putting. This is from the plaid party. I don't. Then it's that's not grunge. <laughs> it definitely is not grunge. It's um grab other people's bits and wear plaid while you do it. Party. Oh, if you made that into an acronym, it'd be kind of like grunge. <laughs> yeah. Grope. <laughs> it'd be grope. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah. So there's there's stuff to do where there's not sex involved, but there's a lot of sex events. There's a lot of them. So it did not defang it. it no. <laughs> no. There's a party for furries. Yeah, that's also not defanged. No. Nope. Uh, but I mean, if that's your thing, come on down. It's too warm. That's oh, happening. I don't even know how I people know. do it. I couldn't even wear a furry hat. <laughs> Homemade bikini contest. Oh, the Love to Glow party, which I think we talked about. Love to Glow. Yeah. Last year where you're supposed to wear glowing stuff. Yeah. And nothing else. <laughs> There's the desire male fetish party. Again, this is just private fetish party for men. I should that's go. That's all it if says. You, you can't go. I, I can't go. go. Yeah, that's right. You have a good time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Calling my bluff. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, that's a whole thing. Um, but they do have like parades, like proper costume party, generally not naked parades. I mean, some people are naked, but fully body painted. Um, so we're going to go to a couple of the parades fully not naked. And I just bought Ingo's costume and it is, everything's pretty much covered except like your face. Even yeah. It'll face. probably be warm, but that's okay. I can, I'll accept that. Yeah. Um, so you, you've got a dread pirate Roberts costume. Yep. I, I have so many, I was thinking I, we have a ton of costumes here cause I very much love Halloween and uh, I ordered some stuff when I ordered your dread pirates, Robert costume, but I remembered I have left shark. Oh, yeah. Here. So I may pull out Left Shark for at least something. Also warm. Also warm, but it's Left Shark. It could be Shark Hunter Roberts. <laughs> I don't think we need to make it a couple. Oh, so much fun, though. Like when I was Easter Bunny and you were a little, you were like. It was the Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy and I was yeah. the Easter Bunny. That was fun. We had, what else did we do? Bo, Beep, Bo Peep and Sheep. Bo Peep and the Sheep was, was, was the sheep. epic. And I was little Bo Peep. Yeah, that, that was, was a good. fun one. That was good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but. Ingo, Ingo always proposes like mascot style costumes with a big head and, and like a full body thing. And I I'm like, it's going to be 90 degrees. You cannot wear a mascot costume. I know it's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> you would get so hot here uh, and I it's did. like 30 degrees warmer there. I did. Remember yeah. that party that we're like, yes, there was a 90s dance party during it. And my, like, I was just sweating the in Easter that bunny. Bunny costume. The head was on the floor. You had like one <laughs> arm out swinging the arm of the costume <laughs> around. It was terrible. It was too hot. I was fine. Yep. Little Bo Peep yep. or whatever. Tooth, Tooth Fairy. Fairy. 
Uh, those were pretty much identical costumes. I just had teeth in one and I like a, a little wand. bunny head in one and a sheep head in the other. Yep. Um, so anyway, the Fantasy Fest is coming up. We'll be talking about it for a few weeks and reading you different events that are happening. Yeah. It's it's one of the biggest like touristy draw parties in the Keys, I think. It's a week long, isn't it? Or long a long week. Yeah, long. the 21st to the 30th. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a big thing and they... I think this is the first year they're having all the stuff again because um, it was obviously canceled for COVID. I think they canceled the parade during and COVID. And last year, like 2020, they didn't have anything. And last year they had some stuff, but the parade was canceled. And, you know, who knows about orgies and COVID precautions. But this year it looks like they're having all the stuff. So They just drove it underground, Jen. <laughs> underground parade. Underground, <laughs> the other thing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's Taste of the Keys. You have a German word of the week? Yeah, uh, just one I'd come across. It may be regional. Um, Leichenschmaus. What does that mean? Uh, a Leiche is a dead body. And Schmaus is like a... Schmaus. I like that word. feast. So it's cadaver feast. Okay. Which sounds about as weird in German as it does in English. <laughs> but it's actually, I think, a, a, it, at least, I don't know if it's regional or or generational, but it's a word for kind of a wake. Like where you'll oh, have a big, oh. you know, not dinner party, but like you can have a, a late lunch party hmm. to a, a, as, a, as a sign of to remember the, the deceased. It's kind of like a wake, I think. Like in Schmaus. Leichenschmaus, yeah. Leichenschmaus. Yeah, which is, uh, I, I was struck by it. I was like, well, that's very interesting. Yeah. It sounds terrible, but it actually is not <laughs> a terrible <laughs> event. But it sounds a little cannibalistic, but it's not. <laughs> You're all. not eating the corpse. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's a good one. Yeah. There you go. Leichenschmaus. Leichenschmaus. Hmm? Good. Yeah. Uh, it's time for Ingo Corner. You got anything? Mm, no, nothing that we haven't already, I think, talked about. All right, excellent. Yeah. Well, that's it for this week then. Oh, I was going to... Oh. Uh, look at me. I have an idea. Classic Ingo. Everyone who did the Voodoo Nerd Challenge did great work. Oh, yeah. Your medals you, you, have mailed. C- yes, th- and that's that's great. We didn't put handwritten notes in the medals or anything like that, but be, but know that you've made Voodoo proud, and <laughs> it it's touching how much he affected other people's lives, too, because he's such a weirdly strong personality for being such a beat up dog um but he we think of him all the time all the time disproportionately to how long we had him uh and it's kind of nice to see that that he had that effect on others too because he was just such a such a force he just he did he did uh he had an amazing effect not that he intended to (laughs) yeah (laughs) which was his strength (laughs) which was his strength he just did exactly what he wanted to do which is very liberating yeah the whole concept of the nerd challenge i was thinking is actually quite millennial and liberating where it's just like you don't have to do it just because someone expects you to or because you thought you had to yeah just say no the videos are great (laughs) people made some really well-produced videos of them saying no yeah but it's liberating in all aspects of life this is something you've taught me actually before voodoo long before voodoo you taught (laughs) me it's okay to like not run a marathon that you signed up for because just because you signed up for it you're you are it completely you understand that the sunk cost fallacy is a fallacy yeah and that's i true, was I raised completely the opposite which is you have to make it worth it now you yeah. paid for it now you have to do it or now you've said you're going to do it now you have to do it because you said because you paid 
And you're like, it doesn't matter. You're not getting the money back anyway. Just, yeah. Just, you know, don't do it. You've paid a hundred bucks and can go run the race you don't want to run or you paid a hundred bucks yeah. you can sit on your couch and watch netflix all day will you be more miserable if you <laughs> then also run it or will you be less miserable if you if you don't run it and wouldn't that be better and i'm yeah. like oh no <laughs> but the guilt and you're like guilt schmilt guilt schmilt yeah that's so, exactly right voodoo also embodied that spirit oh yeah he did and uh i think it's nice that everyone took has taken that for taken him as an example for that i think it's i mean in the 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 superficial way with the race is a funny way of illustrating it, but he did that in everything. Yep. Like, I don't have to get out of the car. Why is no? I'm fine back here, you guys. I'm fine back nice. here. Why? Just because you say I have to get out of the car, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that was. It's impressive. I'm. I'm. It's very nice that everyone cottoned onto it and and did it. But it's even more. I think it's a good example of how how impactful he was yeah. and, and it's a nice way to honor him indeed yeah good so good job guys any Every, everyone gets a, a good job from voodoo too any other final thoughts no, no. is that not enough that's great is it not you did a great job something else but that was it that was really <laughs> all i had <laughs> all right everyone uh thanks for listening and until next week slava ukraini and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to yep bye bye, bye.